That's just garbage to me. <laughs> it's the worst parts of rain combined with the worst parts of snow. Yeah. I've thought about this for a while because I stood in mud today because of this. And I'm not <laughs> happy at all. Well, well, now that Kenny's done talking about that type of not real snow, let me talk about <laughs> my type of not real snow. It's all a lie. The birds are a lie. They're here <laughs> to distract us from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> also i'm not in providence so i don't even get to see this fake snow so how do i know you guys aren't fake too wow we could uh, you be know fake. what this is something so real <laughs> so true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like aesthetic snow it's not really doing anything but it sure is pretty yeah mm. it looks nice on the trees but then you like to take a step outside and you want to die like terrible. <laughs> I thought you would have thought, Sam. No, you're just taking a big old breath. I'm just gulping. <laughs> right. I, lo- I love. Uh, I love breathing. I mean, don't we all? It's easily one of the top ten bodily functions. I think. Uh, who wants to go first this week? <laughs> Vanessa, absolutely, go for it. All right, y'all. So for my podcast snippet, I will begin by asking Morgan what my favorite movie is. Oh, fuck. I is it my it's... favorite movie, too? Wait, it might be my favorite movie, too. <laughs> Are we... Oh, wait. Oh, it's Spider-Verse, obviously. Come on. Easy. Easy shit. Easy shit. All right, no. Took me a minute. Last Halloween, but... Yeah, it was Spider-Gwen last Halloween. It was so awesome. I literally was on a high the entire day. I, like, really dreaded taking out the costume. And it was just, like... It was incredible. But anyway, exactly. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That being said, I'm incredibly excited for Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is going to be a PS5 launch title in November, so very soon. Mm. For context, Miles is one year into the job of being Spider-Man and is working with Peter as his partner. And so Peter is called overseas with MJ as like some sort of photographer. Um, he is um, in Europe, and that's kind of irrelevant, but my snippet is actually just a collection of fun facts about the game that I gleaned from an interview with Brian Horton. So major spoiler alert if you're planning on going in fresh into the game, but I digress. Two things. Well, wait, who's Brian Horton? First question, I guess. He is one of the developers of the game. Okay. Yeah, and so then... he's like responsible for like the storyline and like all that other stuff. Okay, that's cool. Uh what wait, what you said in November? In November, yes. 
I gotta. Yeah, it's coming. I gotta cut down on some food. <laughs> I, gotta cut, I gotta cut food. I, there's two games. There's one. Tighten the belt a little bit. A game came out today, and I didn't realize Spider-Man came out in November. Something has to get dropped from my money. <laughs> budget, budget is a budget. No, yeah, but you know, fun fact one is that Miles is getting to know his new neighborhood in East Harlem, and that is a major theme in the game. He moves there from Brooklyn after his dad, Jefferson Davis, dies in action, and he and his mom want a fresh start. So getting to know and love the people of Harlem is, like I said, a huge component of the game and its activities. Two, his mother, Rio, is an example of what it's like to be a hero, but from a more approachable, average human perspective. His mother is running for a political position and puts her life in danger to protect an advocate for the community. So there's this like juxtaposition of like a contrasted comparison between like a real human hero and then like a superhero hero. And that's really cool because it's his mom. And who doesn't love a hero that is your own mom? All moms are heroes. Um, three. My third fun fact is that developers wanted to highlight the mentorship component between Peter and Miles, but also wanted to give Miles his own space to grow and flourish, which is probably why they send Peter overseas. So Miles can like figure out his things himself. And so this is where Genki Lee, his roommate, comes into the picture because he's the same status as Miles or in other words, same age, same school situation, same ignorance, and he helps Miles by developing a really cool, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man app. So what do you think this app does? I, It's probably like crime tips. It's like, this yeah. is how you get your side quests and stuff, would be my guess. Yeah, well, you just took my whole podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess we're done for today. <laughs> All right, good show, guys. Yeah, good show. Let's wrap it up. Good, good start. Yeah. Right. I'll see y'all later. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. No, yeah, yeah, but it's an app that lets the people of New York interface with Miles directly. And so this actually goes back to my first point about Miles getting to know the people in Harlem really well, because the app lets people report crimes or contact Miles one-on-one, which opens up into, as Sam said, really fun side quests that have a continuing storyline that then build a side story going along with the main story. Now, the gameplay is reflected through a teenager's experience. So social media actually plays a role in the game and Genki's app specifically. There's also this character named Danica who's from the comics lore, who in this game is like a podcaster, like us, in contrasting conversation with all that negative press of Spider-Man. This is part of that like normal um, Spider-Man plot concept where there's like many different press perspectives and whether Spider-Man is like a boost to the city or a nuisance. Guys, what are your thoughts? Is, are you for Spider-Man or against? <laughs> Personally, I am pro Spider-Man. I am pro, but yes. Okay, so you'd be on Danica's podcast probably. Great. Of course. Um, uh-uh. last, lastly, and this is my last, uh, my fifth last fun fact, the villains are inspired by the lore, but they're remixed a bit. For example, the Tinker is like a lot younger and is like the leader of this villain group called the Undergrind. And that's all for my random collection of fun facts about this game. And I hope you learned something today. <laughs> but yeah, definitely major spoiler alert if you were like, I'm going into this game to be surprised. And, and, and now you won't be. So sorry. <laughs> now you won't be. I, I know like two of my friends who are going to get the game, they were telling me that like some new videos came out for it. And they said it looks really cool. I haven't watched them yet, but... I was always videos. going to spoil them for myself. <laughs> oh, the videos are great. Yeah, the videos are great. I've seen a bunch on YouTube. 
the video I watched, the interview was like 24 minutes long. So you do realize that my piece is very well informed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this game. I got the first Spider-Man. Uh, I, I don't even remember when that came out. Was that 2018? It's either 2018 or 2019, but I really enjoyed that game. So then when I saw the trailer for this, I'm like, it's Spider-Man, but better. So then, so I have to get it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like cool Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so this is a this is sort of a continuation of the PS4's Spider-Man's universe. Is that my understanding? Okay. Right. So, with that being the case, like that was a super popular game, um, and uh, having not played it myself, like I, I know that a lot of people's praise of it was just sort of how it was, how it reflected kind of people's perception of spider-man right you think of spider-man and he he's swinging around he's helping the little guy he's going around new york and like he he has like an everyday life as peter parker and then he also has to deal with like crime fighting in uh in a variety of different ways so i you know i am a big spider-man fan myself of the character of the comics of the movies um, i'm very pro spider-man like i'll go on that podcast and, and chill for spider-man every day of the week um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, what you were talking about with the app for uh, Miles and how that's going to kind of be that thing. I know that uh, J. Jonah Jameson was like, a, yeah, he was a podcaster in the original game. And like, oh, yeah, um, not fun facts. Um, Is he still there? What was the right. podcast called? Just the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah, I think people liked touches like that, stuff that hadn't necessarily been shown in the comics, but kind of reflected the feel of what it is to be Spider-Man. Um, and I think if Miles Morales is able to capture that feeling too, people are definitely going to enjoy this game. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think there's a lot of new twists in this in this upcoming game, so people will get the, a little bit of that old uh game and then also this is obviously a new game <laughs> wow very insightful vanessa <laughs> so yeah all right who's next yeah i'll uh, i'll take it up here so i wanted to talk about my experience uh i have been i've talked about hades a couple of times now uh and you know recently i kind of got into the speed running side of things of hades now i haven't really speed run a game before but I am a big fan of like those uh, progression of the world record speedrun videos that are on YouTube and stuff. And I've kind of watched a couple of speedruns of games that I like kind of casually. So I thought that I'd get into this. And it is a very interesting time in Hades speedrunning history right now because the game is pretty new. And whenever Ooh. games are relatively new, like the, the kinds of categories that they have, the rules that they have, and the world records especially, those are just starting to settle down. So, the big sort of main category that is associated with Hades is any heat unseated. So, what that means is there are different difficulty sort of sliders that you can put on uh, whenever you go into a run of Hades, and that's called your heat level, pretty much. So, any heat means that you can choose any of those, it doesn't really matter which. Uh, and then unseated means that there's a lot of random aspects to Hades, uh... especially the rooms that are offered to you and so unseated means that you are literally just going in blind you don't know what the randomness is going to generate for you and you're just kind of dealing with what comes and yeah i mean that's pretty much the game in its base form you're playing it kind of as it's meant to be played quote unquote 
when I started speedrunning the game, the world record, because they measure it based on the in-game timer at the end of a given run, the world record was around 7 minutes and 13 seconds. It's about a week later, a week and a half later, somebody just pushed it down to a six, uh, 617, something like that. Oh, wow. So, there have been a lot of improvements, a lot of sort of, yeah, there's been a lot of sort of back and forth, and because of the random nature of this, there's a lot of time saves that can come just by having good luck with, uh, with the rooms that you get as you progress through the game. So, people are kind of theorizing that with really good luck, really good play, and building up your weapon to the best that it can be, that under six minutes is definitely possible, maybe even under five minutes. That's a little bit uh, a little bit of a stretch, but there's a lot of time that can be saved, and it's pretty exciting. It's pretty interesting. So this is my first experience with a speedrunning community. They've been very welcoming. They've been very cool, and uh, yeah, it's been nice. very enjoyable. Yeah. Wow, I've never been part of a speedrunning community. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been part of a community at all. Oh. <laughs> I guess this is how it's a community. <laughs> Isn't, wait, so isn't like Hades, you, once you beat the game, don't you just like kind of play it again, sort of? Yeah, so the way, do it. yeah, so the way that it works is, it's a rogue light, so, um, each time you get back, sent back to the start, you have like a new, you can choose your weapon over again, you can choose sort of the item that you're equipping as you enter all over again, and then the kind of upgrades that you've got throughout your, your given run, uh, those are reset at the beginning. So, yeah, so it, it's basically like, uh, the difference between a roguelike and a roguelite, in a roguelike, when you start over, you literally have nothing carry over from your last run. Uh, and in a roguelite, there are like tiny upgrades, there are small things that you can do to sort of improve your uh, behind the scenes stats, your kind of base, uh, your base stuff. Hades has some interesting stuff with that. It's like you get more revives, you can give yourself a little bit more health, maybe give yourself like the ability to do backstab damage, stuff like that. So it's considered a roguelite, but uh, the, the difference is kind of minimal. So is a run in like, is a speed run for Hades, uh, you play, get to the start, and that's it? Or is it you get to the start and then you have to do it again like a certain amount of times? Like what's considered a whole? Right. So, and. There's a few different categories, right? So in the any heat unseated, you you basically just have to beat the final boss for it to be considered a full run. Just like so, one time. Right. So that okay. in that category, you're measuring the in-game timer from starting the beginning of that run to beating the final boss. There are a few other categories. So there are six different weapons that you can choose in Hades. One of the popular categories right now is any or all weapons. So how long does it take in real time? for you to complete a run with all six of the weapons. Um, and there's also another category called Fresh File, so how long does it take for you to beat the game starting from the beginning with zero upgrades, zero anything, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting so it's, how, like, for different games, like, there's like, I feel like there's so many different ways you can speedrun a game, or mm. that's not what I mean. Like, like, games have different categories for speedrunning, you know? Right. I mean, so, uh, just look at the speedrun.com, which is the main speedrunning site right now. So speedrun.com... Speedrun.com? Mm-hmm. Speedrun.com. 
the calls themselves, but actually you're able to now start a party and then record everything being said in the party. So if you want, you could like technically snitch on anyone. Mm. But I know a lot of people are kind of worried about that because it's like, it's like a little invasive, but I also feel like it's super smart and I want to get people's opinions, but for now, Sam, it's just your opinion. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, break this down for me again really quick. We're What are we looking at in, in terms of, I guess, privacy concerns above everything else? Because I think that's kind of a big thing here, right? If yeah. We, go ahead. No, no, keep going. I was just agreeing with the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, looking at it, just thinking about... We, we're... We're in an era where it seems like every day we're discovering something new about like our data being collected by this tech company. Oh, Facebook is actually able to see what you watched on your Netflix and, and tell you sell you a product with, with Wait, uh, No, 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 I don't know. But something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, would it be surprising? Would it be something I mean, like I that? No, I just I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean these companies are buying up so many things. We just heard that Sony's about to buy Crunchyroll for almost a billion dollars. Like, uh, are we really? This? <laughs> That's a today thing. That's a today oh, thing. Mm-hmm. Sony is finalizing a deal to buy Crunchyroll for about a billion dollars. And then they already own Funimation, I think. So like that might end up being a merger of some kind. Um, oh, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I did not yeah. see that one coming at all this year. <laughs> so we're seeing more and more as the scope of what these tech companies own become larger. Like we're seeing more and more that uh, that they have their hooks in really a lot of different facets of our life, right? In a lot of ways, we as consumers are typically kind of criticized for just thinking, oh, you know, they're they're providing this uh, this service for you essentially for free or maybe for like a really cheap price and uh, this is like server space for them and stuff and so we're supposed to be grateful that all they're taking from us is our data all they're taking from us is our privacy something like that and I don't know if I agree with that and I think in the gaming community especially where people are a little bit more tech aware uh, people are on average just a little bit more relaxed you know. If you're talking with someone on voice chat on Discord, something like that, like you're not yeah. gonna be saying the same things you're gonna be saying in a Zoom class on a Monday morning. Oh no, I I mean I say nothing in a Zoom class on Monday. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aside from that, aside from that, if you're actually discussing stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you're completely yeah. right because I feel like, especially because yeah, it's weird because I've said way a lot of stuff online, but. And nine times out of ten, it's like completely fine stuff. But like, sometimes I'll just say something dumb, and that's normal. And I feel like no one cares. And when people do care, usually they just like get hits from the group because like that's really like that's the best thing to do. But I don't know if a system where everything could get recorded, if like one person was like, I'm just gonna record this and see what happens. I don't know if that's like smart. Especially if, like, someone, I feel like it could be used in a really poor way. Like, if you invited someone to a party and recorded it and started instigating it in a way where they make the first mistake and, like, you're trying to, like, 
bait them into messing up so then you could send it to Sony and be like, hey, look at this guy. He, uh, he said this bad stuff. Like, get him out. Clarify this point for me. So it's it's notifying people that somebody is using the recording feature. In I don't know if it notifies people. Basically, when you go to, like, for PS4 now, mm -hmm. um, before you join a party, it, I think, will tell you, like, oh, this can be, like, recorded. And this can be recorded. Yeah. And then, as I was reading more about it today, it sounds like, I think it's also more related to, like, PS5 as well, but it sounds like people are able to moderate and record their own parties in voice chats. And then, after it's recorded, I guess they could potentially send it into Sony. Yeah. And, like, that could be safe for a lot of reasons and really good, but then for other reasons, it could be really bad. Yeah, so I, you have twelve-year-old kids in a lobby, and like here's this here's this uh, twenty-year-old who's like calling them slurs or being a bully, yeah. or, or so in that sense, being able to report abuses and and um, yeah, people just being bad, being just saying bad language yeah. and and like not saying stuff that is reflective of a good mindset. I think. There's a benefit to that. I think the Definitely. privacy concerns are legitimate, though. I think it's legitimate to say, hey, um, I want to be able to know if I'm being recorded. And there's some situations where I just want to be able to hang out with my friends and chat and not really worry about, is this going to get, uh, is this going to get blown up on Twitter tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is this going to be used against me in some way? Like, obviously, don't say stuff that uh, you wouldn't say to, like, people, but in person, things like that, but like, even then, stuff can can be manipulated. Having sound bites, e even of just like single sentences, it, it's, it's, there's the potential for abuse on that side of things is very high. I'll put it like that. So, yeah. And also, is this gonna be with minors? Is this gonna be a feature that like, is gonna be available in situations where minors are online and talking with each other because that also feels a little bit i'm a little bit I mean, skeptical it sounds like i mean like like i said it sounds like basically sony only learns if like it's recorded if someone in the party actually records it and stuff but yeah like even with minors that that's like really bad but if it's a call between minors and only minors then like Honestly, they can probably all get themselves banned if one of them just wants to troll each other. Right. Which is just, like, dumb, but, like, hey, like, I don't know why, what your plan was. Like, you know what you're doing here. And then, eh, I don't know, it's so, it's so weird. I never thought something like this would happen or could happen because thinking about all the other consoles or any other way of talking, I don't, I don't think I've heard of other systems where you can have stuff recorded like that. But maybe I'm wrong. This is something that you should probably be telling consumers about, like when they are being recorded, not just that the possibility is there. Mm -hmm. um, because I think private the privacy concerns are legitimate. I think that you know, if someone is being abusive over voice chat, like they're probably not going to care about the notification one way or another. Yeah, um, they've already started. And, yeah, I, I would say that is a hundred percent just something that needs to happen. Where um, if this is a if this is going to be a feature that is as easily as abused as it seems like it could be, you a hundred percent have to just tell the people, tell them that they are being recorded. Um, so, 
I think that's that's going to be extremely relevant, especially for a console, like a video game console. Kids are playing these things. Like yeah. <laughs> having a company be in possession of a a chat, a voice chat between like thirteen year old kids who've got Call of Duty the, on Christmas or something like that. Like that just oh, doesn't boy. sit right with me. Yeah, that's it's going to be a wild, a wild call to listen to if you have to listen to one. <laughs> Whose job is that gonna be? They're not gonna be paid enough. That's true. Like, <laughs> is it like the is it like the FBI guy who's like staring at us through our? <laughs> is that it's like that's kind of the job. Like, you just kind of wait until it gets to, like something sent to you or the computer's on. You're like, all right, well, let's see what happens today, and it can be a new adventure every time. What are you eating? Little snacks. I uh, I didn't have like a big. Uh, meal earlier, so I'm like super hungry and need a little bit of brain food. <laughs> no, I mean, that's smart. Yeah, I need, to, I need to eat something too. I kind of want to get food from Thayer Street, but I also don't know how it is outside anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to go outside to test it out. Be in that half snow, half slush uh, situation. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't think it's even cold enough for it to freeze yet. So it might just be all. Oh wait, it could be frozen. It's thirty-one degrees. Oh wow, that's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> Darkness and black ice is not a good combination at all. Oh yeah, sun's already set over there, hasn't it? Is the sun? Wait, what time is it for you? Uh, it is five forty-one p.m. For uh, what? You're, you're yeah, time zones, man. Don't even the past yeah. though. That's, that's crazy. Like, like, do you want to know what happens in an hour? Does the sunset? I it might it might it might. <laughs> I, I can let you know though. Like some crazy stuffs about to go down. Just so you, you better be ready. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I between, appreciate that. Between you and me, I don't. But I don't, no spoilers though. You know, like. <laughs> I didn't hear it from you. I didn't hear. Yeah. It from yeah. You. Time police come knocking on my door. I'll send them the other way. Yeah. Just, Send them back in time a little bit. You know, oh yeah, absolutely. Classic, classic situation. <laughs> I um, do you remember Gravity Falls? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think about that constantly. <laughs> the time the, police or the show? The time itself? police. <laughs> the show itself. Great show. The I great just, show. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolutely great show. Uh, I think for a two season run, like, has there been a stronger cartoon like on the? on the planet um but holy cow dude the the whole shenanigans with like the time police this, uh, that was some of the funniest stuff i've seen in media to me just because i love time travel shenanigans and i thought that they kind of took that ran with a concept and turned it up to like like a nine not exactly a ten but uh <laughs> yeah no, I just love time travel like did they just like stop there's that one guy who wore all gray. What was his name? Uh, Blendon Blandon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You know, like, what did they do? Like, what is. Did they just so stop the time, people from time traveling or something? They wanted to prevent paradoxes. So, like, Ooh. this, uh, yeah, Dipper gets the time tape and he's just running around different time periods, leaving stuff that shouldn't be there. So, like, that's inherently a paradox. He drops a calculator in prehistoric times, stuff like that. <laughs> so, in the Jurassic period. Anywho, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I thought of. 
when I said the words time police, me, myself, saying that, setting myself up for this weird tangent. I mean, now that we're talking about time police, though, have you have you seen a show called Umbrella Academy? I have not. I, like, it's kind of like this show about these kids who are born with superpowers and stuff, but it's, yeah, yeah. a lot of it has to do with time, and they, now that I'm thinking about it, they basically have their own version of a time police, sort of, that, <laughs> like, makes sure that, like, events always happen, no matter what, so that, mm-hmm. even if, like, that means, like, oh, this person needs to be in this location so that this happens, then they do that, or it's like, oh, this person can't be here, and can't be here could be, like, maybe they have to die, and maybe they're just at the grocery store for some reason. Well, like, I'm just thinking about that now, like, say if there's time for this right now, mm-hmm. and... How would you know? I don't know, like, they... Like, yeah, you're right. Like, maybe they, they like, delayed something today in my life, and I didn't even know it. And because of that, I'm making sure that, that we're still on the right timeline. Now, I have hey, to I say, mean, this is a terrible timeline, time please. Like, someone has to go rogue. Is there a real things. time fixers or, like, time police out there? People who are supposed to make sure the timeline proceeds in a certain way? Because of all this butterfly sh- butterfly effect shit like it's it's gotta be such a tedious job you gotta make sure oh yeah like freeze time right here all right let's move this butterfly over five millimeters to the left and and let's make sure (laughs) let's make sure kenny puts on the left shoe today instead of uh left shoe first today instead of the right shoe first like you there's gotta be like so much little stuff that you gotta take care of just to make sure the timeline's in place like that doesn't sound like the most exciting job, honestly. Because you think about, like, you think about Tide Police, and it's like, oh, yeah, you'd be, like, killing Hitler, dude, or, like... (laughs) No, but that's the problem. It's, like, if you do that, like, what does that mean after, you know? Like, that that's one of the things in, like, Umbrella Academy Season 2. If you haven't watched Season 2 yet, then uh, close your ears for a second. But they... The group... In Season 1... One of the characters basically has to try and stop the apocalypse, and they're able to do that. But by doing that, the main characters go back in time to when I think when JFK dies, and and like for some reason the apocalypse follows them. So they have to figure out a way to make sure the apocalypse doesn't happen again in the nineteen sixties or whatever. Gaster Two Soul says so. Morgan and Vanessa couldn't make it. Morgan is not feeling super great right now, and Vanessa's laptop died. Uh, volume's a little bit low, by the way. Um, hey, Morgan, uh, could you could you increase the volume, maybe? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Audio boost. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you would like... like Umbrella Academy a lot because that's like <laughs> kind of lots of scenes are literally just like them. Like the time police in that world are all they all look professional wearing like they're wearing suits and ties and like there's literally one group that sits in a classroom and they just kind of like figure out like what details need to go right to make sure that just like i don't know jesse gets it or like goes to their piano concert in time or something like that <laughs> but like all this like in this show because it's like bad and there's like an apocalypse like everything's like bigger but just thinking about it now there probably are a lot of people working at that place or who just need to make sure the most mundane things are going on. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like the heroes of the office are the guys who get to like kick the assassin's gut away from them or something. And then like 90% of the office is just them kicking pebbles to make sure yeah. that they're aligned correctly. Yeah, man. <laughs> we even think about butterfly effects as this zany Rube Goldberg machine where it's like, oh, you gotta like kick that can in the right position so that now this car has run over the can and now there's gonna be a big car accident or something. It's not even that stuff. You gotta go like a thousand years before and, and realign this leaf what kind of car accident involves a can. I don't know. <laughs> Gets stuck in the exhaust. Over, it gets stuck in the axle, something like but, that. But you had said it hits the like. If a car can't run over a can, there's a bigger <laughs> problem with the car. <laughs> like it should be in a car accident because that well, shouldn't be on the that's road. That's what the <laughs> that's what the uh, road on or like the car uh, construction department's all about. Like they they make sure like oh this mm -hmm. metal was slightly misaligned so that. This, even the smallest can would uh would kick stuff out of place. I don't know. <laughs> Say if that was the test for a Tesla. Like, like they make a Tesla and it's like, all right, here it is. You just got to run over this can. And if it can't, then they have to start over. That's it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. What is what is the timeline where Elon Musk just actually makes an Iron Iron Man suit, or what's the ETA on that? Because I feel like that's going to happen. It definitely. I mean, it will, but yeah, I don't know when. <laughs> I, like, I I could see it happening. I just don't know when. Yeah, what's the over under on that? Is it um? <laughs> when do we actually enter the? the MCU part of the real world, you know? Like, when does that actually start happening? I mean, they Where... based Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Iron Man off of Elon Musk. But when when does that start? Like, when do we have people becoming Spider-Man and, like, Iron Man suits? Like, when do we get to that era of time? See, the thing is, if I, a lot of the MCU is built on the super soldier serum and, like, the the attempts to recreate it. I feel like we yeah. kind of would have known by now if somebody tried that in World War II, just with how many World War II history buffs there are. But so I think someone's actually stuck in the ice right now, just waiting, <laughs> falling out. Like, he's under the water, you know? So there's like, like a, there's a secret like, arms whoa. race to recreate the super soldier serum, like happening. Okay, okay. Global warming equals Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that shit for a second. Okay, no, here's how it happens, right? So you know how as global warming continues and the, the polar caps are melting and stuff, we're seeing more and more ancient viruses and ancient bacteria that had never been seen like yeah. since before the Ice Age. Like they're thawing out and stuff. So there is a there's definitely a prehistoric hominid out there. Not Homo sapiens, but like a prehistoric hominid out there. And yeah. they have like some kind of bacteria that makes them stronger than the average man but they also have the brain capacity of a regular homo sapien maybe not exactly the same but you know like homo sapiens didn't even have the largest brains of of any sure. uh of any hominid so there's some prehistoric hominid out there they got like a bacteria that's the super soldier serum captain america is a neanderthal so you're saying we we let global warming happen 
I mean, I don't think we have a choice anymore. I think we, <laughs> I think we're irrevocably down that path. We're past the point of no return with that. So we wait a bit longer, find them, and then we we spread out the super soldier serum to everyone. Oh yeah, so that that dude thaws out. He uh, he goes to Iceland or something. He's just beating up these. <laughs> he's beating up these dudes. Up Icelandians. <laughs> and we we got like the CIA pulling up, and they're like, "Yo, what's going on? Who's beating up these Icelandians?" And they take him in, and they recreate they create a super soldier serum based on his blood or something. We just find out he's actually from Greenland, and they just have beef or something. <laughs> like they're just like, wait a minute, it's it's another, it's one of these, and they just like throw him away, like oh. A waste of time and we already have people who are basically able to recreate spider-man's parkour feats right all they really right, need true. right so like and we can um like the web shooters the tech our technology isn't that far from being able to make web shooters like that so really all you really need to be spider-man is like the spider-man climby gloves pretty much we're pretty close to getting that too just oh. get a nice workout routine and you're spider-man buddy Honestly, though, we one big thing that we probably also need is spider senses. Like, I feel like that comes uh, in like, so much for Spider Man. So, it's, it's a insane. trained MMA fighter and par- mm. parkour artist and rock climber. Uh, and yeah, that's Spider Man. That's all you need. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> like, yeah. So, this is this is uh, our final message to all you gamers out there uh, get off your butt and. Go be Spider-Man, dude. Don't wait for Spider-Man Miles Morales to come out. You know how much that's going to cost? Like, a fraction of what it's going to cost to literally be Spider-Man. So. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales, $60. But being Spider-Man? Priceless. Zero. Priceless. Zero. Easy. Like, you know what you get? <laughs> you get the, the love of, of, of friends and family and you save the world. You, you have the, those podcasters who hate you, but you know what? You don't care. Spider-Man. Who cares about some? Who cares about podcasters, right? Yeah. Podcaster for the week. Pop podcast. Anyway, thank you all so much yeah. for listening. <laughs> this has been the Brown Esports Podcast. Uh, I I've been Samuel Ray or Moon, as uh, the tag is. And uh, my name's Kenny, and I go by Kenny Catchin. And, and we're very sorry that uh, Morgan and Vanessa couldn't be with us all the way through. Uh, hope that Morgan feels better real soon. This will be posted on Spotify whenever I'm done with my midterm because I got, I got that to take care of. But after that, this will be posted on Spotify and we're going to go back to doing this weekly, hopefully. So thanks, y'all. Yep.